Those who truly know me know I love, love me some Subway. I also get down with me like some Chipotle or Qdoba or Moe's or any little setup like that. And I love me a little Smoothie King, you know what I'm saying? But it kind of just kills me how every time you walk into one of them little establishments like that, you just never know what to expect, like, you know what I'm saying? And this just brings me to my next point. Bro, I'm just tired of the inconsistency in some of my little favorite places like that I like to go to, you know what I'm saying? It should be like a standard in play at the Subway, Smoothie Kings, to make sure my shit tastes how it's supposed to taste and tastes the same every time. And I'm pretty sure it's something in play, but it really needs to be, like, in play. And also, too, bruh, them new people that be making a mockery out of my sandwich on my smoothie, they kind of need to, like, pass protocol before they on the main line serving up, boys. It has to stop. I say, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo Nice. It's your boy, Raj Smooth. Uh, man, um, let's, let's just, let's just tackle the, what Rumble has put in front of us. Um, it's a very interesting point because some places, I mean, I'm assuming subways and all of the different places like Smoothie King that he referencing are all franchised locations. Would I be correct in that assumption? You would be. So therefore there is some kind of protocol. It's just I feel like certain businesses adhere to that protocol more strictly than others. What are your thoughts? I think if you, um, I think, okay, so I think it has to do with how much they pay their employees, which is correlates directly with how what type of employee you're going to get. Uh, you're not going to get the super motivated people at, you know, seven dollars minimum wage like that's that's not gonna happen i don't think i don't think minimum wage in the food industry should go hand in hand um so i'm on i'm on par with with rumble the only thing that i have i'm not real super like crazy about how somebody makes my sandwich or if it tastes the same every time the only thing that man started out with subway and i feel like when we first started the podcast we we talked about this a little bit the only thing the gripe that i have is whenever people don't understand that if you unfold it like so you take you take the bread you split it in half right take I'm, I'm i'm going back you have to remember this you take the bread you split it in half and then you put all of the everything in the middle of like in the middle you know so it's full unfolded bread you put everything in the middle and then you fold it back whenever you finish and then where everything gonna be it's gonna be in the at the back of the sandwich that's my yeah. only gripe with stuff like that other than that i'm cool with it tasting different every time i like i like other people's own little, you know, but you still have a, a gripe there. You got a gripe there. There may be a protocol that says how they should put the meat on the bread. Maybe they do. Um, it's 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 yeah. I mean, I think that it's just you know, like you said, some places do it do it better than others. I mean, I you know, and I guess it's what you're making. I could see Smoothie King as being a thing, right? Um, but it's like shit. If you got like a um a chain hotel. 
and they trying to and like their bartenders are gonna make their drinks different. Smoothies just kind of fall in that drink realm. And you could drinks gonna get made a little different. I don't care if you gotta put a banana and 17 strawberries and a quarter ounce of milk. Some people feel like once it's liquid, they get to put their own little spin on it. That's what I'm saying. That's real. I never even thought about it like that. If it is liquid, it 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 yeah, I guess it should taste different. You know, like if every <laughs> strawberry that I've ever eaten in my life hasn't tasted the exact same or every apple. So I feel like, yeah, my smoothie should taste a little bit different for the most part. And you know what's crazy? My sandwich should too. I just feel I mean, like... because every cow, every cow every, ain't going to taste the same in every, every chicken. You feel me? So <laughs> I think right there we just, we just solved it that we not... There's nowhere... In those types of establishments, in those types of establishments where we eating real meat, I think it's all that bullshit. <laughs> you're you're absolutely correct on that. You're absolutely correct on that. I'm um, but so Rumble, you're just gonna have to deal with it, man. The ingredients are different. Some farmers make different cucumbers. You know what I mean, so to speak. They might have different lettuce forms. So everything's gonna have a little bit of um a little bit of difference, a little bit of variation to it. Variance. So you um you, you gotta account for that. But I mean I hear you, Rumble. I hear what you want, but this just ain't you ain't gonna get what you want all the time, man. Um shout out before we even start the podcast, um uh, we are gonna have one melancholy shout out and one one um big dog shout out. Um shout out my boy Los, man. He not he not here with us, man. This podcast brought to you by CAP Los. Man, put a prayer up for that boy, man. He got some stuff going on with him. But he say he gonna he gonna he gonna be cool with it, you know what I mean? Everything gonna play out the way it's supposed to. But he ain't with us this week. He'll be back soon enough, though. Can I please you do me? Can definitely shout out to Los. I just want to do the, I just want to do the, the go ahead, the dog shot. I, I you know I think you know where I'm going. I so know go where you're going. I want to. I hope he's listening. He can't just he can't just he can't just be uplifting us like that and don't listen to us. Shout out, my <laughs> man's big. How we say big motherfucking mark all motherfucking all day. Fucking day. <laughs> big Shout mark out. all day. According to Big Mike, Big Mark, excuse me. According to Big Mark all motherfucking day, we got the best Louisiana podcast in the world. I don't know if that makes sense. Period. But that's it. Period. Big motherfucking mark all day says so. So we that's what we going with. Right. And he going at boys um, next on their pages. <laughs> I, I might get us in some trouble, but fuck it. We got big all big mark all day on our side. Yeah, man. Basically, a little backstory to that. We ain't gonna go too deep into it. Big mark all motherfucking day. Motherfucking big mark went on some. Uh, <laughs> he went on um some people page, man, and it was like it was it was. Yeah, man, it was it was it was an it was an interesting thing. They had some kind of podcast. I was looking for the actual quote. I couldn't find it right there, but it was like some odd hip hop or something podcast, Louisiana podcast, and um, they showed an episode and the, the guys was on Instagram making a post and they was like, "Hey, follow this podcast. There's a dope Louisiana podcast." And big motherfucking Mark, all motherfucking day, this all podcast brought to you by big motherfucking day. Told them, listen. That y'all they they shit cool, but best friend weekend the best shit popping period off top off top on them boys page we need to and change our podcast <laughs> our podcast name our Instagram name to big best friend weekend all day 
motherfucking all. Oh, motherfucking day. Every day. Every fucking day, cut. <laughs> Every day. And, Eight uh, days. Them boys, them boys responded like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to check out Best Friend Weekend. And big motherfucking Mark all day was like, yeah, you better check it out. Stop listening to y'all, sh- y'all own shit and listen to them boys' shit. Nah. All right? Feel yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even make the podcast no more. Like, why y'all making one? Because this one's way better than y'all's. So, shout out, man. This podcast, you know who it's brought to you by. We already did say this. So, yeah, shout out there. Oh, man, look, we, 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 let me just start it off with the, a little kind of a, uh, a shout out to Best Friend Weekend Weekend. I'm just going to say it like this. We, by the time this podcast drops on Friday, it, you should be right in the groove of Best Friend Weekend Weekend. A bunch of people have hit me up. And said, what day does it start? Where are the events? Um, like we said, we're going to be in Houston. We said inbox us for details. Inbox us, we'll let you know where we're at. Um, as Rumble said earlier today when we had a conversation, he was like, man, we're going to be pulling up to different people's places and blowing perp on other people's shit. Meaning, we're pulling up to spots that we like to go to and y'all just come hang out with us. Um, we're going to be best friend weekend down. If you got your best friend weekend gear, make sure you rock it. I know it's short notice for some people because we just kind of came up with this idea. But this is a test run of a replicable model that we think is going um, to be what we do when we go to different cities. So be on the lookout for it. Inboxes for details. Somebody, I just looked at our, our page and somebody was like, I would, but I don't know how to inbox. <laughs> I swear to God, I just looked at it when I was looking for big motherfucking Mark all goddamn on your motherfucking ass day when I was looking for his stuff. Somebody said that. Um, so somebody go help that that young lady out. <laughs> her name is Bordersville underscore Virgo. <laughs> Why she don't know the inbox? I don't know. She probably still got Insta DM. She probably still got the old know, version man. of, of uh, Instagram. I would like where to the only attend. way you could talk to people is in their comments. I would like to attend, but unfortunately, I do not know how to inbox. So certainly, certain kind of phones, maybe, maybe she might have a little Windows like or BlackBerry or something like that. A little, you can't BBM. So we'll somebody reach out to that poor young lady and tell her how to get in contact with us so we could give her the uh, the deets on Best Friend Weekend Weekend. But Raj gonna be in Houston. It's going down. We're gonna have a good time, man. A lot of people. Uh, Coming out, a lot of Houston folk going to be out and about, so we're going to have a good time this weekend. Let's just start with what burned my boot in right quick. I'm ready. Okay, so if you think I'm talking to you, I'm probably not. But I might be kind of like, but I'm not. Because this this, this is it's controversial. It's friends, it's family members, and it's pretty much everybody who I didn't peep for over the last year and a half. What burns my boot is people who have weddings on Sundays. Hmm. I'm, listen, I'm not coming at your neck. Some people, I, I mean, I, some people had weddings this past Sunday. Some people going to have wedding next Sunday. I got, I got a Sunday, two Sunday weddings coming up this summer. I was at a Sunday wedding last summer. Like, Sunday weddings seem to be a thing people do now. Shit, I might end up getting married on a Sunday, too. I don't know. Remember, I, a, a while ago, I was saying that destination weddings burn my boot at. Um, But Sunday weddings do. I mean, my thing is, I think that it's probably got something to do with the fact that Saturdays, it'd be more expensive. I don't want to just put it all in one thing. Because that's what I always hear. It's like, 
oh man, we was trying to get the location. We couldn't get the location on Saturday because they had something else going on. So we just did it on Sunday. Um, and I get it. It's still a weekend, but it ain't the weekend weekend. You feel me? Like, I want to go to the open bar. I want to have drinks. I want to enjoy myself. I want to cut up. I don't want to be winding down at the reception because I got to drive and or get on my plane ride. I guess I, in that case, have, I, okay, I got, it's kind of crazy because you articulate what burns your boudin better than I do. I always listen to what burns your boudin and then it <laughs> provokes what burns my boudin almost like the same thing, but in a different way. Yeah. Um but have you ever been to a very winded down wedding? Like a wedding where it's not lit. It's not going down. Like it's just, um, we're getting married. We're going to have a meal for everyone after. Um, and, you know, there, there'll be wine served. But uh, we will ask everyone to kind of keep it together because it's not that type of party. Have you ever been to one of those weddings before? I would say that I, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not going to say any specifics, but I've been to something that was very turned down. Okay, cool. So that doesn't necessarily burn my boudin. It's whatever. I, everybody, you know, different strokes for different folks. But what burns my boudin, and we can talk, we can elaborate on what burns you, your boudin, but what burns my boudin is weddings on holidays. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that either. No, no. Like, I, I'll, I'll go to a wedding on a Sunday. I feel like that's going to be the I mean, I can't turn up and then go to work on Monday. Like, or you can't expect me to take off. Like, that's, that's not fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... What makes you think that you are so important to have your wedding? And, and if you think that I'm talking to you, I am. What makes you think <laughs> that your you and your spouse are so important that people don't want to go to the other party? Like, why would you have your wedding on the Fourth of July <laughs> or on a on a um, on a um, first? What is it? July first? Not July first. January first. New Year's. Why would you have a New Year's wedding? Okay, so I know some people, I've been to a New Year's wedding, and I'm going to say that, I'm going to say this, as we get up in age, I think that sometimes I'm okay with that, because I don't have nothing else to do. Like, I wasn't going to be doing nothing else for New Year's Eve, so okay. that's like what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go turn up with y'all for the Fair wedding. Fair enough. That's fun. Fair now, enough. Now, not Christmas Day or nothing. <laughs> no, I no, no. Not, I did have an uncle, I did have an uncle who got married on like Christmas Eve. We had to drive out somewhere, I remember this when I was a kid. Like we had to drive out somewhere and he got married on Christmas Eve. So I'm not talking about I don't I don't that's completely out of the question for me. I'm I'm <laughs> guess I'm harping more so on New Year's and I like what you said. But let me give let me throw this caveat. What if okay, so yeah, one of our friends, let's say if it's one of the wolf pack, somebody in team nice, somebody a best friend best friend weekend, friends of the podcast, they get married on New Year's Eve, it's lit, it's going down. That's where I'm at. But what if it's a whole clown? What if it's one of your friends? That's the whole that clown. I'm not, I would hope that I'm not going to this whole... I wasn't anticipating going to this whole clown's wedding. But maybe you and, were. And I know. And maybe that whole clown hit me up like, whoa, cousin, I would really appreciate me if you come tomorrow. Yeah. Like, hey, you got a formal invitation. He's a whole clown, but he's your friend. What's, but you kind of don't like worse him that is, much. So this is what's worse. This is always what's worse. What if... Somebody invites you like, hey, Raj, come to this wedding with me. I want you to come to this wedding with me, your significant other. And it's like, I want you to come to this wedding, but it's on New Year's Eve. And it's some people you don't know like that. That They might not even be whole clowns, but you don't know them. So it's like, okay. I think the ball game changes a little bit. I think the ball game changes a little bit whenever you throw your significant other into it. Um, Mm -hmm. One, 
I'm amazing. For anybody out there, I'm just letting you know, any of our listeners, for real, for real, I'm dead serious. If any of y'all get married soon, you want me at your wedding. No doubt. Like, I'm, you want me at your wedding. Like, I'm going to get drunk as fuck, and I'm going to dance my ass off. I'm make. you know how, like, sometimes you go to a wedding, and it, like, it take that one person to make everybody kind of get up and start dancing? Like, for real. Like, they'll do the electric slide, like, and then they'll go sit down. I'm the one person that stays on the dance floor the whole time. You're going to yawn. I'm yawning on the dance floor. I'm doing it. I'm doing all my moves. I got signature moves that I've been working on for 33 years now. I'm, I'm doing all my signature moves at weddings. And I'm in my suit. I'm nice. I, 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 and I can attest for that. Um, I've seen pictures. I don't know if I've ever recalled being at a... Like, honestly, now that I'm saying this, we've never been to the same wedding. We've never been to a wedding together. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding with you, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I, um, went to, uh, I went to Wade's wedding. Oh, were you there? I was, but I did not like you at the time. And, I, I mean, I was the best man, so I was kind of doing, like, responsibilities, and you was yawing, I guess? Okay, all right, okay, all right. I was not yawing. I went to the wedding with my parents, so I wasn't really yawing, like, talking about... Okay, um, so you're so these are lies you're telling now about how turnt you are at weddings. This is the one wedding... I, I'm, about to, I'm about to explain it. Let me explain it. I... By by whatever Podcast whatever account to you by rookie the rookie <laughs> by whatever account I have been to more white weddings than I've been to black weddings so it is okay. almost unfair for me I'm like the LeBron James of wedding goers when it comes to me going to white weddings because I dance better than everybody over there so I can see how maybe I might not be the party starter at. Wade's wedding. Wade might have had somebody over there that was the party star. <laughs> so let's go back and rewind this whole podcast. Let's do it. If you're listening out there and you white, <laughs> you want me at your, you want me you at, your want at your wedding. No doubt. You want <laughs> no doubt. You want me there. If you're black, at you want black me there weddings, too. At black weddings, yeah, you could invite me. <laughs> I I'll just be can't there. be upstaged. I like to be the I best. You know, and well, to be the best. you can't go to no wedding with big papoose or nobody cutting papoo cutting. You can't go to nobody who going. A little Mac might be at that wedding cutting. You can't have like somebody trying to out yah you. You right. Wedding. I can't go with little Mac like because I'm gonna get. He's gonna pop lock. Uh, uncle, man. the uncle cutting. The uncle. This podcast brought to you by the uncle might. I'm not even going down that rabbit hole because I know what your response is gonna be. But the uncle might I, get out there on that dance floor way more than you. I think the difference between me and the uncle, so this podcast brought you by the uncle. I fucks with the uncle very heavy. We could party all night. Um, the I dance better than the uncle. I'm going to just put that oh, out there. Okay, I get you. But the uncle gives no fucks. So <laughs> while I'm doing my thing, I'm dancing, I'm looking way better. The uncle is not giving a fuck more than me. So he wig, he's a little bit more wiggly than I am. You know, like he like... <laughs> I don't. I, there's a certain amount he of do wig, have a, he do wiggle. have a wiggly foot leg thing that he do. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain amount of wiggle that I feel like you could do before you get to, you know, do, going too far. And I don't ever want to experiment in that wig that wiggleness. Yeah. Okay, I got you. It makes sense. So we got things. I mean, my whole point going back to what burned my boot about weddings on the weekends is like. I mean, I, what's the rationale when it's Sunday? I mean, are, are we going to get to a place where it's like, okay, my wedding going to be on Tuesday? Like, are we going to get there? Like, it's going to be on Monday afternoon. Like, uh, you know, I've been to a Friday wedding too. Like a mm-hmm. happy hour. It was like at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. 
But, I, you know, it's kind of like that whole phenomenon of, like, when I was growing up, I used to like Friday nights. I used to get more excited for Friday nights than Saturday nights because Saturday night meant I had to get up for church. Like, like I got, like, so I can't really go in. I mean, I got to the point where I used to, when I was in college, where I'd go to church still drunk and be, like, blacking out, <laughs> blackout drunk in the first few sweating. Catching the Holy Ghost. <laughs> right? So I've been there, but... I always want to have that day after where I could just, man, I'm going, we go until fucking six in the morning. I don't care. I'll sleep all day tomorrow, you know? And a Sunday wedding just doesn't allow that for me. It feels more like, oh, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to be there on Friday. Cause I'm going to get there on Friday. Oh, the wedding on Sunday? Well, shit, my flight is on Sunday night because I got to be to work in the morning. My flight at like nine. So, oh, the wedding at three? Okay, cool. So then I I hit that reception. I leave like at six to get to the airport. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. It just becomes, yeah. It burns my boot down a little bit. But no, if you're getting married on a Sunday, I'm still going to try to pull up. You know I mean? No, not try. If you're my dog, I'm pulling up. I'll tell you like this. If it's a Sunday wedding, of course, without it goes without saying that it's got to be a day party. Right? But I've been like, uh, I went to one last, 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 uh, last year that was like 7 p.m. on a Sunday. No. 6, 7 p.m. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. So they was going. Everybody che- different. Oh, you going cheap, cheap? Like Sunday, Sunday. Like that's. I don't not- know what the rat. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna speak to it. And pretty much you don't have it to. A fa- it was a. It I was am. a family event, and pretty much everybody stayed like that that night and was whatever. But I was on some like now nah, I gotta I gotta go to work. So my flight was at like five a.m. So I stayed up. I mean, I stayed for the wedding because I didn't want to be rude. It was at seven. But then I got up at like 3.30 and caught an Uber to the airport and was there and then flew back, got to Houston at like... See, I'm not talking know, about... I'm not talking about unorthodox weddings where it's a six, two 60-year-olds getting married. Not that. I'm talking that's about not, people our not, age. This is... Yeah, it's just people our age. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, you know. Good. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you another thing that burns my boot. <laughs> Before we get on people's nerves. Another thing that burns my boot is when people spell boot with an A. Oh, welcome to Denver. No, Baudouin. Baudouin. Spell it for me. <laughs> spell it for me. Baud- B, I don't know. I don't even know how they spell it. I'm assuming they say B-O-U-D-I-A-N or A-I-N. Yeah, I don't so know. that's what Boudin. I was going. Yeah, Most, not yeah. Baudouin, but Baudin. Baudouin Baud- 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 is just my, my other way of saying Baudouin. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with spelling. That's just that fucking Baudouin. But yeah, uh, Boudin. You know, with, with that French. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, French bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boudin. I've seen it. It is, it is, it packaged, packaged and, and mass produced and called Boudin. Well, Boudin like is rice in probably meat. Boudin is poke in fixings and gizzards and good stuff in boucherie in louisiana like you put them two things because i'm right i'm in like a little melting pot right because i'm in houston it's mm. kind of like they got this overlap of culture between louisiana culture and texas mm-hmm. culture and For you sure. could go to the store and get boat boudin and you could go go to the boucherie in louisiana from dines or, or from leg nons and or, or, or um billies. anything menard, menard brothers billies and come back with oh shit pennywise right <laughs> and like we could go on all day with you get booted. 
<laughs> oh, the local gas back, station. You come back. That's what I said. Pennywise, the Phillips station. You you come back with some Louisiana boudin, and then you have like some boudin from the stove. You put them two things next to each other on a grill. I've said it before. One thing Texas people do better than Louisiana people is putting that boudin on a grill. That's some. That's next level, and it's it's outstanding. It's better than putting it in a in a rice cooker, but. If you put both of them in there and then you take them off and look at the end product, one of them is just buku rice with some meat. That's boudin. Boudin cutting is buku meat with some some rice. Well, let me tell you. Bit. Let me t- let me tell you what boudin is. <laughs> boudin, and this is a strictly word of mouth. I have no idea. I would never buy it. Like I'm not gonna buy it to be able to tell people about it on the podcast unless that type of podcast presents itself. Um, <laughs> hint, hint. so, um, uh, it's, it's all meat and like a couple of morsels of rice, a couple of grains of rice. Um, and so it's very, like, it's almost like a, like sausage. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, you gotta have a, you gotta have somewhat of a, of a, of a, you know, mixture of a medium, an equilibrium of sorts of meat and rice. And then one can have a little more meat. One can have a little more rice. But whenever it's like all meat and then just, you know, like sprinkled with rice, I think that's boudin. That's what they don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) That burns my boudin. (laughs) Oh, shit. There you go. I mean, that makes sense to me. I only got one more thing there. Wait, before, before we go there, I can't, I can't not say this. Without you bringing up boudin, that I made my own boudin recently. I saw you was you you had a boudin cake or something. I made a boudin king cake, so I'm like looking up this. This podcast brought to you by Ross Mouton. That's who gave me the, uh, the inspiration to make it. I saw it on Facebook, and he posted it in the comments. The recipe, so he posted a recipe, and the recipe said, "Buy this much boudin, cut it in, ha- cut it, in, cut it open, and then you know, like mm-hmm. put that in some bread or you know, so some you crescent didn't rolls." Make boudin, but go ahead. <laughs> Hold on, buy boudin, cut it open, put it in a, put it in crescent rolls, and then bake it. Well, yeah, I live in the land of boudin. I don't want that. I want boudin. So that led me to look for a boudin recipe. Okay. Yep. Pork, liver, goodness, all that shit. You know, vegetables, all kinds of stuff. Rice, of but course. But you didn't have to case it because you was putting it in some bread. No. Okay. So it was loose boudin. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, no, no, no. I'm saying that's that's like that's yeah. A I didn't have bit to put easier, it in case. So I didn't thing. have to make. I didn't make sausage. I made. Yeah. It was just loose boudin. I put it. I made a boudin king cake. So it was in there. When the last skin. time you seen a loose? When the last time you seen a loose boudin? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so of course I had. Of course every recipe. Whenever you follow the recipe almost to the T, you have more than you you need. So I had mm-hmm. too much for the bread. So what I did was I made boudin balls. And it was mm. outstanding. Outstanding. Right. I, I think that that is a um, a very useful skill, and I'm happy that you were able to do that. I've never made boudin from scratch. I know, um, shout out, man, this podcast is brought to you by Ito's. Um, he was talking the other day about, uh, Harry was talking about, well, he was making some boudin stuff for Super Bowl, and he was, you know, doing kind of what you said a little bit, getting the real boudin, ripping him open and using it to do other stuff, so, mm-hmm. you know. Boudin's well, I can't clutch. wait to come. This is this is why I can't wait to come to Houston and be able to tell a real chef that I made my own boudin, and it was fire. It was good. It was very good. 
It wasn't like, oh yeah, this was good for the, my first time. No, the shit was slap. Like it was very good. Hmm. Um, there's only one other thing that burned my booty, and this is real teacher experience. Um, like I was in a classroom earlier this week, and the teacher put these three questions down on the board and was like. Kids, answer these questions in your notebook before you get out of here. And what burns my booty is kids who do not, who ask, do they have to write the question when the teacher write the question on the board? Always did. Even when I was a kid, it burned my booty. I was like, why did you, you ask? Did you write the question? Yeah, I wrote the question. I wrote the question until I got smart enough to be able to write the question in the answer. Right. Okay. Like what? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? How do you make booty? The way you make Buddha is by, you right. know what I mean? Like, once I learned how to do that and paraphrase in my answer, then I was even more gassed. But how, how long did like, that take? I don't know. But what, like, my point is just how you going to ever look at that to study? That just tells me how stupid kids are. Like, how they going to go home and study out their notebook and they're going to be like, oh, what was I answering? What's this answer about? You always write the question. And yeah. some of y'all How do you make Buddha follow a recipe? And then you don't even know what... The what recipe was, it all is? You like see is follow the recipe. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you don't even know what the question is, and I mean, like a lot of y'all was kids who grew up not writing down the question. Um, encourage you, the next generation to do better. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Just encourage them to do better. So I got one. I got one more thing before we stop talking about what burns your boudin. What burns my boudin? Is when you don't think that my boudin was good. That really makes me feel some type of way. <laughs> it burns my boudin that you don't believe me. And that's all I got to say. I mean, I, man, we're going to see. I, I would like to... T- I, now, I was not going to say that. You would like I'm to taste my boudin is what you was going to say? I'm, I'm not going to fall for the slip. I'm not going to... No, nope. Nope. Not happening. Not today. Not going to say it. <laughs> I wouldn't be interested in seeing what it tastes like. None of that. Nope. <laughs> I'm just going to assume it's not good and I don't want it. <laughs> we'll leave it there, man. Oh, man. Oh. Jesse. Jesse. Mm. Jesse. Jesse, man. I mean, we part. called it, right? Didn't we call it? I mean, I think it was, I think everybody knew. We, but we specifically on that first podcast, we was like, I hope. This story is real because it just didn't feel like it had all of the the wheels in order. Um, real quick, I'll give you like a little a rundown for those of y'all who out there who've been under a rock. January 22nd, um, he supposedly got a letter threatening him um, at the Fox studio. And the letter uses letters clipped out of a magazine. It was like something about kill you nigger and MAGA and stuff. I don't know if y'all knew about that. That was the first thing that happened, like January 22nd. Then exactly one week after, he's attacked by two men who placed a rope around his neck, poured a chemical on him, and yelled racist and homophobic slurs. The attack took place 2 a.m. in a cold day, on one of the coldest days in Chicago history. Um, the subway thing, we've been going back and forth with that. Um, the uh, <clears throat> What we find out is that the Chicago police, he didn't want to involve the police, which was kind of weird. And then when the police came to his house, which had to be <coughs> sometime after the attack, he was still there with the noose still around his neck, which is kind of like, eh. are you really, what are you trying to sell it at this point? You're supposed to be a good actor. If he was a better actor, maybe he'd sell it. January 30th, they released the video surveillance of the two people. 
Um, no surveillance of the attack. February 2nd, he, he, he comes out and he's like, I'm the gay Tupac. I fought the fuck back. Um, February 4th. Um, on that on the February 4th report is when it said that the police said that he still had the neck around his rope when they asked to speak with him. And he said the attackers were wearing black masks. And then he turned over. We talked about this kind of last week. He turned over a heavily redacted phone records that includes the hour before the reported attack. So he had took a, took out a lot of stuff for whatever reason. Then the police raided the homes of Ola and Abel on Sundaro. Um, and some of the items they took were magazine stamps, a black face mask, an empire script, a phone, receipts, a red hat, and bleach. The raid happened as the brothers were returning from a trip to Nigeria. So it looks like the brothers went to Nigeria the day after the attack and didn't come back until February the 13th. Um, then they started saying that he was orchestrating an attack that came out on Valentine's Day. So we didn't really talk about that too much on last week's podcast because they were already talking about it. The brothers were questioned and then let go. And then it's like, she, um, sources say the brothers were paid $3,500 by Smollett to help stage the attack. And they also rehearsed the attack is what people are saying. They say that they wanted to talk to Smollett. Um, they had follow-up questions and there was no, and then Jesse didn't want to meet with Chicago police. <sighs> they said Smollett upset after a racist letter sent to the show studio didn't get a bigger reaction than suspecting of paying two men to attack him a week later according to multiple sources with direct information and that's the whole thing man I mean it's like sources say the brothers were seen on a ride share video as they were dropped off near the location of the attack and now today on CNN even they're talking about um, he faces a felony charge of disorderly conduct for allegedly filing a false report and um, they're going to try to prosecute him. This is what it looks like as of today that Jesse Smollett was a whole liar out here, a whole clown, so to speak. Um, I think the internet. Go ahead. No, I just I think that this is the perfect example of um, all publicity is good publicity. Ugh. Our publicity, nonetheless, because that man is wildly popular now. For facing yeah, man, felony wild. charges. That's one thing. I don't Definitely know if he's wild. <laughs> I mean, I can see that man being like the next host on the Price is Right or some shit. You know, Family I can't. Feud. No, man, he's done. You think he's done? I mean, and I know we had this conversation a couple weeks ago about somebody else. And y'all was y'all was fussing me down that whoever, whoever it was wasn't done. They was like, he going he gonna to come back. He going to be fine. Justin Smollett is done, man. Justice Smollett is Orlando Brown territory now, man. Oh no, whole no, clown. no! Yeah, I think he. Whole I think clown. he is a whole clown. But I also read, I also read just in the in the um recent news, that Empire producers consider suspending Jesse Smollett. Consider, like for real. That's all. Because I feel like Jesse Smollett will no longer be a part of the Empire series or show or whatever it is. That's what I thought I would read, but they're considering suspending him? And that's it? I don't know. I think it's because people are trying to... Like, it's almost like there got to be some kind of mental health issue going on with this. Like, the internet been savage with it, obviously. They're calling him the first black person to ever scam Nigerians, which is hilarious. Um, They got the Nike ad talking about... um, 
um, believe in something, even if you set them niggas up to <laughs> to beat you up. Like they got the um, yeah, it's a lot, man. They got the gay Tupac ones. They got the the album they dropped today, All Lies on Me. Um, quite <laughs> like yeah, man, Jesse Smollett. They got the infamous that dick will make you do some crazy things. So they they've been the internet going crazy to him, and I just I don't see. No, Raj, I can't see him being regular after this. I can't see him being someone that Hollywood is going to be like, oh, embracing. Now, he, let me like, ask you a question. He embarrassed the black community and he embarrassed the gay community, and I just oh. don't think that's going to fly. Okay. I, I appreciate that. Let me ask you a question. Jesse Smollett uh, wants to be the headliner of Best Friend Weekend 2.22, and it's Aldo Nice's, Aldo Smollett's um, decision. Does he headline... Best Friend Weekend 2.22. Best Friend Weekend Weekend 2.22. Okay, Raj. If you're asking me, I'm, I'm going to answer your question directly. I'm not even going to go to, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Yes, Jersey Smollett hosts Best Friend Weekend Phase 3. Yes, you're okay. fucking right. However, we'd have to think about that because then Best Friend Weekend might turn into a little gay festival. And maybe we don't want that. Maybe we don't want like all of the gay dudes on, in America being like inundating Best Friend Weekend to where the outside observer feels like that's what Best Friend Weekend is about. Now, if it's a good mix of people, then yeah, absolutely. Gay people can come too, but I don't want it to just be all like Jesse Smollett homeboys. Right. My, my, but my, my, my thought, I guess what I'm, what I would say is I don't want it to get, I wouldn't want, um, like I think Jesse Smollett can still be successful i mean amorosa is still successful people can be like you know what i mean people can be defamed but still be successful by like you just said he could change his whole mo and be like i'll appear on everybody's podcast and i'm i'm charging y'all a thousand dollars a piece like he could make his rounds like they could host parties like people gonna, gonna want to you know he can do things but the level of like People taking him serious and him being a serious actor, I think that's just done. Okay. I guess I we'll know. see. Yeah, I mean, I guess, cutting. So, I mean, what would you, if you were his, like, agent, what would you say, like, his next step should be to try to stay relevant? Uh, man, I I just, I, I don't know, come out with some some um politically correct response for everything that's going on and then just try to become a, you know, an Instagram star. And I feel like I feel like he'll still have roles. He'll still he'll still be around. I don't think he's going anywhere. Bro, them people crazy. Them fa- famous people crazy. So I'm I, I think he all right. I think he'll be fine. Unless he goes to jail, which probably benefits him too. So that's a, a low thing to say, but he's good either way. <laughs> nah, yeah, okay. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out, man. But we've been talking about Jesse for like a month, so yeah, hopefully they got some resolution and we figure out exactly what's happening, man. Another thing we was talking about last week that I wanted to definitely revisit, um, we talked about the Gucci boycott and it was a big part of our blackface episode, which did really well. Got re- good, good, good reviews and um, a lot of listens. But with the black, uh, we talked about and I mentioned this last week. I said it. I said, what if Gucci did that shit on purpose? Because they don't want y'all niggas wearing their stuff. Like, Tommy Hilfiger didn't want y'all wearing this shit in the 90s. Like, he came out, my clothes ain't made for black people. 
what like is there a point where high end fashion just says, you know what, middle finger, we don't want y'all in our stuff. And less than a week later, Burberry has a has a fashion uh, a, a runway show where they put a hoodie with strings um tied in the shape of a noose around somebody's neck in London's Fashion Week on the runway. And um the model complained before the show and on Instagram saying the noose not only evoked lynchings, but also suicide. And then um, Burberry came out and said suicide is not a faction. It's not glamorous or edgy. And since the show is dedicated to youth expressing their voice, here I go. Um, everyone at Burberry is, it is beyond me how you could let it look resembling a noose hanging from a neck out in the runway. Okay, so it's a bunch of stuff going on, right? Um, they didn't say anything per se about lynching. They said things more about suicide. Are they just in step with like, I mean, is Prada next going to come out with like, you know what I mean? Like some, um, all like with, with MAGA hats on the runway, Prada MAGA hats, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know this... what you mean. I just think, I, I think I'm going to harp on what I said last time. Um, um, I, I think that people that make fashion and are artsy people are trying to find art and fashion in everything. That's how I feel. I don't feel like. I feel like I could see um, people finding offense or taking offense to this type of hoodie and even like the Gucci stuff. But I really think that that person, that person that um, that made this stuff, like these these different designers are just trying to yeah. find the next like something that nobody else did. Let me find fashion and something that nobody else did. Just like a la Kanye making uh, I mean, and it's not quite the same thing, but I like Kanye making like homeless clothes look like a thing when nobody really ever did that before. And then everybody starts wearing homeless clothes. Um, and and maybe I just think that they don't necessarily have the I don't think that they have the um, the wherewithal to be aware of it being of hurting someone whenever they're just trying to create art. I'm sure that there's a bajillion of current modern paintings that are very, very, um, you know, offensive to someone. But people find art in that stuff. Well, I mean, I guess I can I can I was I watched a documentary earlier today, actually not a documentary. It definitely wasn't. It was a movie um, starring Dr. Narcisse. Um, but it was the Jean-Michel um, Basquiat movie. I mean, I don't know if you familiar with um, Basquiat and his paintings in, um, in the 90s or in New York City. And um, he was big friends with like Andy Warhol and all kind of other craziness. Anyway, but it was all about expressionism and it was kind of like they was over there painting and it was like, what what's really good art? And I guess you have a, a point there about artists being eccentric and artists kind of looking to see what's going to be like, what's going to be out there? What's going to be stand out? What's going to be important artwork and I, I i can see that to an extent but i've always lived kind of by the the um the credence that i guess you know fool you once shame on you fool me twice shame on me right mm-hmm. like i feel like this is two examples i live by that credence but i ought but this is like my bigger worldview three times is a trend right now i think we're sitting on two with a bullet like because two within the span of like a couple weeks if a third one pops up in the next couple of weeks, are are we are you going to be willing to say that? Yeah. Um. So, I don't think that artistry. I don't think that people are in. I think as an artist, 
you have to be very brave because you your your artwork is made to be judged. Like it, they put it in a museum for people to interpret it, or maybe even people to like try to appreciate it, but for people to critique it. That is what it's made for. I I was fashion, I, it could not be, art. I don't. I think it's kind of. I, I think don't know. art. I think, I think once you get once you get to designer fashion like that, like we you're not we're not gonna a, a lot of this stuff that I see on the runway. I don't. I know. I know that 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 sweater was like a real thing, but I don't ever see that stuff. Like I don't ever see it out in the streets. I don't see it in the regular clubs. I don't see it in the just like at concerts. I don't see that stuff. I think that once you get to a certain point of fashion, it is art. It's not fashion anymore okay. that's how i feel so yeah no but i do get your point if but somebody if had some a shirt wild next shit, week that said prada and then under it, it said not for you niggas then that's i mean that's that's <laughs> words that's 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 not that's not art to me like that's no uh, well that's literature was just putting words on stuff i mean it was art too but i mean like words sometimes like like art okay let's just talk about art we're talking high-end art were we talking last week about sneaker balls and kicks that are high end? The most high end kicks right now are what? Or off whites, right? Well, not the most high end, but the most high end Nike type right. of thing that they're putting out these days. Sure, it has a fucking um, what do you call that? A, a zip tie on it, and then there's some words on it. So words are art. You know what I mean? Like if placed in a strategic way. Mm. So niggas with an X through it could could be the. I mean it. It's not, so, I mean, maybe not different, right. but it's, it's art just for us or something, something exclusive. It don't have to okay. be as blatant in your face, but it can be something. I see. I see that. I see that on the table. And let me raise you with, what if it's a black owned company, a black owned fashion company that makes a Tommy Hilfiger shirt, whatever, like put a, put a shirt and I know it would be some kind of copyright infringement, but let's just say it was oh, some shit. and put not for you, nigga. And or, would you wear or, that? I feel like that or, would be kind of a dope if, shirt. Or if black people put out a company called For Us By Us. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Fubu did it first, so now they could that's their response. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I feel like, nah, maybe. No, I don't, but I feel yeah, you should. <laughs> I mean what if they really do? Like what if they put out just some something that's similar to like a Tommy Hill figure shirt or Crystal and put yeah. not for you nigga and then it just becomes some kind of like acronym where it's N F Y N. Why not? Let's do it. I feel like that's something that we can make money off of. I feel like that's a real thing. NFYN. Coming soon. <laughs> No, a Raj Smooth production. Well, it's shit. It's a Raj yeah, Smooth production. A Raj Smooth production. There you go. Oh, man. Man, let's switch focus a little bit because I do want to, I like, got three more stories I just want to get your take on. Um, so I, I kind of talked about this a little bit towards the end of the pod last week. Um, I'm, I'm going to just throw this out here because it's weird. Um, in December 2017, it says the first child delivered um, from a womb transplanted from a dead donor. Like the story's just coming out a year later, but like, but it happened like a year or so ago. It said in San Paulo, Brazil, um, the a thirty-two year old woman has a syndrome that left her without a womb. Seven months later, doctors implanted an in vitro fertilized embryo, um, and then the the mom had a normal pregnancy and um, had baby by C section. Um, so basically, the it's the first case of a live birth from a deceased donor. So they basically 
like we just said, they are um, a transplanting somebody's womb. You've heard of face transplants, heart transplants, lung transplants, whatever. This is a, a womb. You can take somebody's womb and put it in somebody else. And the story ends with um, that this could access, allow pregnancy for women without uteruses, including transgender women or those whose womb is damaged. So that part kind of just was like, whoa. So people who was born men can turn into women and now get a womb transplant and have babies. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, <sighs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, to me, it's just as um, it's like a, any type of uh, organ. You know, I, I don't feel like it's I don't feel like it's a crazy story. I, I could see it. I don't even know how a womb looks. I've never seen a womb at, you know, the hospital or anything like that. You know what I mean? So what is a womb? It's like a basketball or something. Like, well, I don't know Usher exactly. Said he got plans to put his hands in places he's never seen. Girl, you know what I mean. So I'm assuming that's a womb. A womb. <laughs> I think it's a great medical experiment. I think it's awesome that science can do shit like this now. Does I it surprise do. you, though? Is it groundbreaking? Nah, it doesn't cure it, it cancer. It is groundbreaking to me. It's groundbreaking to me when you put it in that context that, okay, um, we grew up with 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 Rich, with um, Ronald, and now Ronald is um, Ranisha, and Ranisha is going to try to carry a baby to full term. Now, I guess it's going to be a little different because I guess it's just the experience, right? Be- like carrying the baby because it's not going to be genetically like related to the person unless they maybe get like i don't know it's, it's kind of weird right it like maybe their brother or their sister's dna i don't know like it's a womb it's not it's not like a egg it's not like a yeah it's not like it's, the womb produces still, eggs yeah yeah i feel like they're still the, the baby is still genetically for the woman that the baby is inside of not the womb you know that's how i feel i don't know but I, you, or so, were you going to a, a trans area? Is that yeah? What I'm, doing? I'm going to. I'm definitely going to the trans area. So, yeah, yeah I get I your mean, point. Like, that's if the woman, if the woman, yeah, if the woman don't have a womb, but she still can make eggs and stuff, then yeah, they can do like an in vitro thing outside, then put it in her transplanted womb, and she can still give birth. I, I can see that being a thing. But I'm talking like someone who was born a man who can't doesn't have eggs. Oh, she's not going to be making eggs. I don't think that that's possible. I think we need but to. Then again, cool, I, don't know. I think we need to cool it on experimental science. That's what I think. I, I really think that we need to cool it on experimental science. And I, and thought I you might say this was a good thing. Hmm. I thought you just said it was a good thing. I think it's a good thing for um, for science, but for <laughs> for just over the top yeah, social I mean, studies, though. Yeah. Like what? What are we? What are we? What are we doing here? You know, like. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't know. I. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound uh, transphobic or anything like that. Or you know. <laughs> you don't want to uh, sound los. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound los. But I, I'm. You know. There's. I, you remember the movie Junior? They did this shit. Yeah. And it was. It yeah. was a comedy. Like it wasn't. And it was, it was a like long Arnold time Schwarzenegger ago. and Danny DeVito, right? Right. And they no, Arnold Schwarzenegger held the baby. But it was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. What is what you know? I don't know. Like I. I feel like we need to put a little hole on that. Because how far are we going to go? What we, what else? What's next? I don't know. We're going to figure it out. And this goes perfectly into the next story I am talk- I wanted to talk about. Um, in Florida, a Florida family is making headlines for their untraditional approach to parenting. Um, 
A baby named Sparrow Dennis is not being raised as a boy or girl. Instead, Sparrow's parents are raising um, them using they and them pronouns. Um, basically, they're joining other families across the country, raising a child in a gender-neutral way, giving the children the freedom to decide their own gender when they're older. So it's like, it's a lot, they call them babies, not babies, T-H-E-Y, babies. Um, it's a bunch of people online who kind of with that idea. Uh, my question is that how long do you think um, society is going to let them get away with that? By that, I mean this. If I have a baby and I'm like, nah, I'm not letting nobody get to know that. Because I, I read a little bit about it and the parents know the gender and maybe like the doctor and some select few people, but nobody else. Like they all, they're like, no, you can't see my baby. Like you can't change their diaper and none of that. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to know what gender my baby is. Like my question is like, um, how long is, how long are people going to let them get away with like just in regular society, going through school, doing everything else where people just going to let them walk around like, nah, you just, you just ambiguous until you figure it out. Like at what age are they going to be like, nah, nah, you either a boy or a girl. You got to be one. What you think? I think I, I think we need to I think we need to cool it on the. Uh, on the <laughs> this ain't no this, science. This ain't science. Well, whatever it is, social. It studies. might not be science. Yeah, social studies. We need to cool it on the creative social studies. Like it's like stop it. it like, I don't I don't understand. I don't. Okay, I, I some people are born. I guess with a choice. I guess if you will. I don't know. I don't know how they. Really That's what works, we're saying right now. These people born join with a choice. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if you like born with both or something. You, oh, all okay. right. Well, either either we close this one or cut this one off. What, what which one you want? Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know if that's how it goes. But I feel like some people are, have that choice, and we should just leave it to them. The people that like, the kids that's born with a penis should be raised. And and I get it. I get it. I have friends that don't necessarily raise their their kids to be like, oh, that's a little girl thing. Oh, that's for little boys. You know how some people do that stuff. I get it. Maybe we don't have to go that. Maybe we don't have to go there. But I mean, raise him like a, a boy. Raise him like he's gonna have a boy's life. And then if he decides at one point to do something different, don't make him feel weird about it. Um, I just don't. I just don't see a reason to try to find to always try to find um, a different way. Like I'm. I just have to do this. Because is that is it the right thing to do, or is it just because you want to be different and make headlines? Like, what is it? Hmm. And yeah, that that would be my concern too. Like, what's your, what's the the parents' reason for doing that? Are they really trying to like? Is it all about like, oh, we just want to be super tolerant? Well, I mean, you might be confusing a child that otherwise would have just been born like, hey, I'm a dude and I want to be a dude. What do you mean I get an option? What like what is, what do you mean like what what does that even mean? And my question is when does the child like make that decision? Do you make that decision when you're seven? Do you make that decision once you realize man that 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 did get hard when I see a uh a, a, a little chick or I want to watch porn and beat my wood like or like like when do you make that decision? And if and if they make that decision when they're seven, what if they feel differently when they're twelve and you didn't allow them? To, I I don't know. It's just kind of like it's so many little things to me, right? And then when them facial hair and them titties come, like, are we just going to, like, give them hormones and surgery from a young age? Like, people going to be like, nah, you got facial hair. You a dude. And then they're going to be like, no, I'm a, I'm a they. Relax. I'm a they. My thing I is, just I always thought I would like to be tolerant. They, 
I always thought mm-hmm. they. It's funny because I've I've referred to one person as they or what they was talking about. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, this person said something about you or what they was talking about. I always I always saw they as like more than one person. So whenever they say <laughs> yeah. like I'm a baby, I'm a they. I feel like there's a new. There need to be. They need to create a new pronoun because a they is. It sounds like a thing. You know what I mean? Like it almost sounds like you're just like a like. It sounds derogatory to me. And it do. Sorts. I get it. No, I get it. Like at um at at the place I work, they refer to them as like Z, like Z and Zer, like with the the letter Z, like instead of her or him, it's like Z Zim Zer, and that's how they talk about themselves not they but i get your point it's like they feels like a a thing not a person let me tell you how or, i wish I a felt. group of them i don't know how i wish i felt i wish i felt that uh i wish i knew i wish i had a more articulated answer from a more empathetic um feeling about it because i don't get it that's how i feel about it i don't understand it so i wish that someone could give me a answer that maybe i can give to mm-hmm. people or give me an answer that i could accept because i don't understand the um social importance of it i don't understand i don't think that it makes you a better person to make your child a baby as opposed to a he <laughs> or a she but you see i think you you're harping on that one thing which i think is in- well, i mean it's it's fine that you feel that way that um you feel like the parents are doing that to be like trying to be extra like special and extra thoughtful and extra like no we're we're better parents because we don't subscribe to gender roles you know what i mean mm-hmm. like at their gender reveal party when they popped the thing it just was air and it was like it was white <laughs> the little the little paint came out and it was white you know it's just regular like mm-hmm. nothing you know we having a baby a baby so, eh. it's, it's a I bunch of things. Think, like I said, I, I think that there's mm-hmm. other there's other demographics other than just he and she. Um, there's black and white, and and you know Asian. Like, so what if an Asian if Asian people are just like you know what? Fuck it, we're we're actually Caucasian. Like what? Like you know what I mean? Like what is that? Like what? Well, like j- race is a social construct, so they can say that if they want, and they they can very well put that on their birth certificate, on their test scores. They can do all of that. You can do that. You can be white if you want, Raj, by just putting it on a test on. Your census information and on testing and stuff, you could just say you're white. It's a and social what construct. I, it's not my, a real thing. My, my, okay. And then it goes along with how I feel about it. What I have no empath, I have no empathetic feelings towards it. What is the point of it? How does it help me? How does it make you me don't any better have no, of a person? Because you don't want to have no black ass babies. <laughs> <laughs> me putting, me putting black, me putting white on standardized testing. Does not make my baby like any more light skinned. That doesn't help with the light skinnedness of my baby, and I've never well, said maybe. that. So don't put that in there. Yeah, have have you ever have you ever done it? I've never done it before. Yeah. All right then. We don't know. <laughs> you have a point. You never, you never, you never know. You never try to shout it. Um, man. Before we get up out of here, I want a couple of, couple of sports stories. Um. Cap got the eighty million and he settled this week. I'm not gonna go too deep into this story because I didn't Why read not? all the nuance in it. This is where I want to go. Read all... Okay, th- then we could talk about it for a while. Then, um, my question is, do we believe that he got eighty million? Like, what's like? I feel like it almost falls into the kind of believing everything you see on the internet thing when it's like he got 80, 60 to eighty million. Like, who knows that? And why do they know that? There was a. 
It's a gag order on that, right? It's a One, non-disclosure okay. agreement. We don't know how much money he got. Let me tell you how they know. Okay. One, I think that it's, uh, it's an educated guess from very smart people. People that I do, I do think are very smart. And I mean, a collective group of people, like the internet. Let's call it that. <laughs> um, so that's what I think. Um, but let me tell you what I, what, why I think. He got a lot of money. Okay, so like, if we call it 80 million, if we call it a bill uh, or a hundred million or two three hundred million. It's a lot. Can of we money. just can we can we just call it a billion? A billion. He got a billion. He got actually got eighty billion. So okay. um, he got a billion dollars. And uh, let me tell you what I think happened. I think that because because the per, the cap I know the cap that I actually thought I knew. Um, and 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 I'm on the I'm, I'm I you know I, I do side more with the Malcolm Jenkins get what you can and you know like let's help the cause, but I, the cap that I know I do respect that side too. I didn't expect there to be a settlement. Like mm-hmm. what is that? So what I think happened was Cap been out of the league for a while now. You don't really have a whole lot of income. I think he's got a lot of money compared to regular people. But as far as just income, I don't think that he had a whole lot of it. I I think that that man see all of these basketball players, football players, just sport athletes making all of this money, and he don't have a lot of it coming in. He like, man, you know what? Like, I I did my part. I I did my part for the cause, and I gotta I gotta be a little more selfish now because I didn't. I, feel like- I was hoping that that wouldn't that that whole case would not end with a settlement. Yeah, everybody was, but you you would have to you would have to feel that they have some kind of reason to it. I kind of initially thought that maybe his lawyers pulled him to the side and was like, look, Colin, what we're trying to prove is very hard to prove, and we probably don't have the information. And the NFL is trying to settle it so we don't have don't be airing this kind of laundry out, whatever. If we go through the whole case, you probably won't win because we don't have the we don't have the 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 we don't have the the actual um what is it, the evidence to prove mm-hmm. this. So you should take the loot. So then, I mean, because because they're trying to give you this, they're trying to give you this loot. They're trying to give you this bag. You gotta take that bag. So I'm how thinking you, that that was what I was thinking. How would you feel though if? All right, so a year passes, however long passes, time passes, and all right, Cap takes an L. We hear breaking news on ESPN. Um, Colin Kaepernick has lost his suit with the NFL, he plans to appeal, loses the appeal, all of that jazz. He just goes through and he just takes L's all over the place. The NFL is actually, the, the, the a court court of law has found no evidence of collusion. How would that make you feel? What would you say? You say that they're fucking liars. Like, so I know that's how it would yeah, make me feel like that. there's a fucking say, yeah. lie around here. Like, and it would make, to me, it would make his case even stronger. It would make, but he it would wouldn't make, have, Eighty million. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. I would have took. I would have been. I'd have been. I'd have been. I would have been Malcolm Jenkins. I'd have been took the money. But for oh, I wanted Cap to just lose. This if money you, if it takes losing, though. this money not for the struggle, Raj. This money is for his lost income. This is for his pockets. I think so too. I think so too. But you know. So thanks. Thank you, Cap. Thank you for the time. But he didn't. He didn't follow. I wish he would have. I wish he would have, I'm not saying died right now, but I just wish he yeah. would have died being a martyr. Like, I wish he would have died yeah. for the cause. 
I kind of I kind of wish he would have been like more, a little bit more petty. Like I need eighty four million dollars because that's what Kirk Cousins got. Like something real. Like you know what I mean. Like I. Need, but we don't know. Maybe he did. Yeah, possibly. Right. I need um fourteen million for the Fourteenth Amendment. Or so. you know, like something just a number that would have been like, oh, Kaepernick did his thing. So you you never know. Um. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of things to it. But what I saw today was that Nike dropped their Kaepernick jerseys. And when I went online to buy one, it was $150. I don't want to spend $150 for a Kaepernick jersey. You mean Do a new I, one? Is that, is that, is that whack? I don't, I don't, I want that jersey, but I don't want to spend $150. No, I, I think, I think, no. I, I wouldn't want, I don't want to spend that either. I want a Colin Kaepernick jersey like as well. I don't like that. I don't like that it's $150. Let me just go back and say that. I, if that jersey was eighty, I would have bought it today. You know what I mean? I would I would have loved if it would have been like fifty, like for everybody who's supporting the struggle to be able to comfortably afford one hundred and fifty though. One hundred fifty dollars for a jersey that just says Kaepernick with a seven on it and it's all black. I don't know, man. Nike trying to get that loot back that they got in one that endorsement. Let me tell you. Let me tell you somebody. Uh, what somebody told me. Um, somebody told me something like this, and it kind of changed my my feeling about jerseys. I'll still wear them, but somebody said it's essentially when people wear jerseys, they're just in cosplay. And I was like, damn, that is funny. Like we wear jerseys of other people, like other dudes, mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. what's up, I got this cool ass Beckham jersey on, and that's just the same thing as somebody wearing a Batman costume. Yeah. I got you. I mean, I, I've kind of gone to the point where I get team jerseys a lot more. Like, I, like outside of the sport, I don't care who's on the jersey. Like, I honestly don't. Like, <laughs> I, I tell you, I was getting those hockey jerseys, and it'd be like Umber J on the back. I don't know who the fuck that is. He could be racist as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I really, I honestly don't care either. I, I have no, I do not care at all. Um, the dopest jersey this podcast is brought to you by uh, CNH. The dopest jersey that I've seen that I like was a NFL jersey. Was a Christian Ponder. Minnesota Vikings jersey that he bought like two years ago. Christian Ponderman out of the league for like five years. I saw that jersey like recently somewhere. I don't know why that would be super dope. I I just like it. It's just purple. Like it's just some Vikings (laughs) jersey. I just like it. I got... I got a purple Vikings jersey here that, um, shout out this podcast brought to you by Graham Star bought me. A fucking Jared Allen, number 69, um, that says Allen on the back. Yeah. Vikings jersey. I've never worn it, I don't think. So I'm gonna have to pull that thing off. Pause. There you go. Or, or, or something like that. <laughs> or something like that. The other story I saw was that Kanye West scored 106 points in a uh, wheelchair basketball game charity. <laughs> and people was reposting it, though. This kind of goes to my whole little theory on, come on, man. Why would y'all think that's true? He scored 106 points in a charity basketball game against a team of children in wheelchairs. <laughs> and people was reposting it. First of all, like, I, I listened to y'all podcast the other day, you and, um, I listened to the CJR movement the other day. I listened to you and, um, and, and Clarence talking, Mile High CI, about, um, Quavo, and you said that you could beat Quavo in basketball. I went Google, it made me do a Google. Quavo's 5'10". So, um, you was pretty close with what you, so y'all about what and what with size. I actually thought he was bigger than that, too. Um, you were saying you'd beat that man 10 to 3. I feel like Kanye wouldn't score if I played him one on one. So there's no way Kanye's not a basketball six player. Point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He don't even look like he athletic, like he's coordinated enough. Like I, 
I would beat him ten to nothing. He wouldn't score. Like Kanye wouldn't score against me. Not it was not possible. I'm gonna beat him and he's not gonna score. Uh, so when you see us, he's scoring 100, he's not scoring 106 points against anybody with a clock. Like unless he has all day to score 106 points, wheelchairs or not. I just it's just a funny yeah, story. I, that I feel like cast to play wheel. Like, yeah, to play wheelchair basketball, you gotta not only be good at basketball, but be good at a wheelchair. So like, why? Oh, I was assuming he wasn't in the wheelchair. <laughs> Because the pictures got him just out there hooping with no wheelchair. <laughs> but they also, I don't know, the picture, it looks like he could be in a wheelchair. <laughs> you know? It's possible. Like, it, it looks like he, looked, because, like, you see his hand. You see his hand. Yeah. And, um, and, like, you see, like, the top of the basketball. But, like, it looked like he just, you know? Like, yeah. it looked like, it, I don't know. Like, it looks like it could be a, uh, looks like it could be. In a wheelchair. That's funny. So he was basically they saying that he was playing. He was hoping, but he was hoping, and they was in the wheelchairs. That's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> like, what kind of evil person do you think that is? Man, I was watching that NBA All Star Celebrity Game, and it got me to thinking what you're talking about. I feel like I would beat most celebrities in hooping. Now, some of them would surprise me and probably be good. Like, like I mean, it's, it's common that everybody thinks J. Cole is good because he played in high school, right? But I don't necessarily think that makes a good, like, that means J. Cole could beat me one-on-one. Like, I'm just being honest about that. Like, Quavo was good in high school. That don't necessarily mean they could beat me one-on-one. They, they probably hoop a lot because they probably got time to do so because of their careers as musicians. But, you know, some somebody will sneak up on you and be nice. And you'll be like, ooh, I didn't expect that man to be that nice, that quick, that jumper. But outside of, like, former pro athletes, I feel like, yeah, we should be able to beat a good 95% of celebrities. I don't know. Nah, so I'm not going there. I think uh, I think they got some... I think that they got some very athletic celebrities. I just think that I don't think Quavo is that good. Like I looked at, I it, think I, I at listen. Who, I could give good. Meek on that court. Meek looked like he could play a little bit. I still give Meek work. I think so. Like I'll be honest with you. Like this is where I'm going. I think Chris Brown's better than than Quavo. I've watched both okay. of them. Who I think Chris Brown's better than Quavo. Uh, I don't. I can't. I can't really spew off a whole bunch of names that I think of, of guys that I think. I bet you Bow Wow give him. Bow Wow made a whole song about basketball. Them boys never. Made well, I, about I would love to one day have Bow Wow play Romeo in basketball, and that would be my life goal. Oh, Romeo! Romeo kill all of them in basketball. That's what I think. Well, you you the one who tell me I'm the only Romeo person. Hit music wise. <laughs> I just don't think you're from that a man better family. What, like, I'm glad to get just, to say it on this podcast, and I will beat Quavo in basketball, no doubt. The whole Miller family would beat you, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, <laughs> the, whole, uh, the whole Miller family, like Pete Master almost, P, like should have been on a team. He was league. on a team. He was on two teams. Well, I, I mean, just watched a documentary the on, on the on the Raptors, and they like they they brought Master P up. The there Raptors wasn't like, a good one though. It was New Orleans. No, when he was on the, the the Hornets is the team he was actually gonna make. Oh, that was Charlotte. Yeah, he was gonna make the Hornets, but they didn't want him. Like they they cut him at the like the last cut. He, shit, did, I read a whole thing about this. Like Dallas Mavericks wanted him because Don Nelson was like, I want to get him on the team because pe- I got an attitude. I mean, a, a reputation out here that people don't like. I don't can't relate to this young generation of hip hop, Latrell Sprewell, Chris Webber types. Cause you know he was coming from um from Golden State and he wanted to change that in Dallas. 
So he was like, if I get this rapper on the team, and he's just as good as like any 14th or 15th player on the bench, and I just got him there just around the guys and on the team, that the t- people, free agents, might want to come to Dallas. Wow. That it's is not crazy. a fucking bad idea. No, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if Quavo sits at the end of the bench, I might want to play with Quavo. You feel what I'm saying? Why not? Meek is on the 76ers. You don't even have to come to practice. Just come to the games. Like I don't even need you to practice. I don't even need you to be good. Just come to the come to the games. If we, sit if on we up twenty or down twenty, you get you some burn. Yeah. Damn, that's a good idea. That, shout out Don Nelson. <laughs> that's why he the Don. Um, everybody. Some people think some something like that, but he probably the only one who thought that way. Now cue up that music for nothing nice to you say. You know they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice to say, but I'll go nice. I ain't nothing nice. You hear me? Uh, so let me start with a major shout out to Rumble Williams. We uh we need we need to get that boy back to full strength real soon. Uh, son got a foot injury. He'd been nursing since his wrestling days back in college, and looked like he me- might need some surgery. So toss up a prayer for the little homie. Uh. When he was telling me about it, I told him, look, he should try to file a complaint with or something with his college. I mean, if I got hurt on a job, I'd be covered by workman's comp. So I figure if you get hurt while doing college athletics, then boy, I should cover your medical expenses. Everybody out there knows that college basically treat student athletes like slave labor. So the least they could do is get rumble feedback for all them days he didn't show up to the plantation and did his Mandingo fighting in the name of the university. Or maybe that's just me. When uh, one time for one of the schools that Rumble used to wrestle at, Bethany College, I always thought that they was kind of mad weird for having a school in Kansas with the mascot of the Swedes and a logo that looked like the Minnesota Vikings. It just didn't add up for me. But then I did a little research and found out that Bethany College was established by Swedish Lutheran immigrants in 1881, which accounts for them being the Swedes. Still, I thought it was kind of funny that Rumble was out there with a jersey that had Swedes on it. It's like a white boy going to play basketball for a school called the Aztecs. Or a Mexican playing for the Zulus. Or any of y'all playing for the Redskins. But that's another story for another day. Back to the point. I thought it was a little strange. But then I saw a story this week that made it come full circle to me. In an upcoming documentary on Swedish TV, they'll be taking a look at the country's first inhabitants. It's called The First Swedes. Matthias Jacobson, a professor of genetics at Uppsala University and a researcher of the Atlas Project, which aims to map the genome of Sweden's early population, stressed that unlike present-day Swedes, their ancestors had dark skin as a legacy of their African origin. Their look would be quite unusual today because they had blue eyes with their dark skin. They were basically like the wet dream of all the hood rat chicks with blonde hair and blue contacts in the late 90s. Like Sugar, Sean, Sugar Shane Mosley, Vanessa Williams, Michael Williams, Nicole Murphy, or Michael Ely, but, but with an Antonio Brown complexion. It seems that like shortly after their arrival, they blended with people from today's Russia who had paler skin and a variety of eye and hair colors around and um, around the same time from the East. The two peoples are thought to have mixed fairly quickly, and the Nordic people eventually became lighter skin, allowing them to increase their vitamin D production to survive in the dark winters. I read that and thought it was kind of cool. I did a toast to light-skinned babies, like the Swedes did thousands of years ago, and respect that interesting story about global migration and anthropology. But guess what? 
everyone didn't like the biological data-driven facts that scientists have provided. It seems that the backlash, that there's been backlash, and the Swedish people have taken the information advertised in the documentary as some sort of conspiracy aimed at making people more open to immigration. Others actually openly denied the accuracy of the documentary because they couldn't have descended from dark-skinned people. Full stop. In today's society of fake news and bullshit, it's sometimes hard to know what people really don't know and when they just try to deny something because they know it's true. Let me put my teacher hat on for a second. Lucy, or Australopithecus, or like the 3.2 million-year-old bones found of one of the first human-like species on Earth. They were found in Ethiopia. That's Africa. The oldest Homo sapiens come from the cradle of civilization in Africa. Humanity started in Africa, and we all migrated from there. All of your ancestors are African. They're all dark-skinned, and you all started off looking like us in some form or fashion. I would go into more detail, but this ain't the first time that I had to tell y'all about that shit. Last year, nuclear DNA was taken from the National History Museum of Cheddarman, who's British Britain's oldest complete skeleton. And lo and behold, his genetic markers suggested that he probably had blue eyes, lactose intolerance, dark curly or wavy hair, and dark to very dark skin. And of course, the people in the United Kingdom didn't want to hear that and scream foul. Listen, white folks, y'all used to be niggas. And when y'all die, they bury y'all quick so nobody sees you become black again. Stop telling yourself lies because I got to get real ignorant with facts. I don't like it any more than you do that you get to say you got black in your family too. And I ain't got nothing nice to say about my Peckerwood cousins denying that we kin somewhere down the line. So I won't say nothing at all. Antonio Brown. That's what I'm saying. With blue eyes. Nah. You T.O. with blue eyes. I believe it. it's true. I don't just believe you. I know it to be true. <laughs> I know it to be and true. I, know I also know, from what I understand, so I'm a big I'm a big foodie. You know, I've been getting real into food and cooking and stuff like that, that most things were never white. You probably never white onions or white potatoes. They made them white <laughs> because they didn't want them to be colored. True story. <laughs> Um, continuing our conversation from last week, real dark people with blue eyes might look kind of weird. I would probably be scared of them. <laughs> I would probably be scared. I would love to have some blue eyes. I'll be honest Africans with you. That'd be with dope. Blue eyes. I would love to have some dope blue eyes. Well, I have a friend. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Sarah. Um, like a couple of years ago, we went to watch a solar eclipse. And we were out watching it, and she was, like, basically telling me how she has to wear shades outside, like, all the time. Because she's got blue eyes. And she was like, when you have blue eyes, your eyes are way more sensitive because you don't have that color in them to be able to, like, look at stuff. So, it's like, when it's bright outside, like, you have to wear, like, glasses all the time. Or it's, like, it's irritating. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't want the blue eyes. I don't want that. I'll take, I don't want those I'll take the blue eyes. I'll still take the blue eyes. You think people, uh, I don't know, man. Give you some green eyes, man. You could do something with some green eyes. Green eyes, too. I don't seen boys with green eyes. I don't want, I never seen somebody my color, dark skin, with. Sugar um, Shane Mosley. With blue eyes. He got blue eyes. I I never seen Sugar Shane Mosley before. 
Michael Ealy got blue eyes. I just named you like five of them. That's two people I've never seen. I'm talking James about, Earl Jones see, got blue eyes. I want to see somebody walk up across me and be dark skinned with blue eyes. That's what I want to see. Well, none of them boys really dark skinned, so I guess that's part. I mean, they. I'm not saying no, no, they, they, but they dark skinned enough to for me to call dark skinned. They're not Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. If Steph Curry had blue eyes, be like, oh, okay, cool. But I'm talking dark my color that I want to. I want to walk. I want to walk down 16th Street Mall and see somebody with blue eyes. That's my color. I never. Seen I feel that. like I feel like I would think they some white walkers from The Walking Dead, and I'd be scared. Well, that's cool. Be scared then. <laughs> I'm gonna hang out with them. Boy. <laughs> hey man, best friend weekend weekend phase two point two. So don't get too two. excited. Two point two two. <laughs> two point two two. It's a little it's bit more than just two point two. It's upon us. Okay, so. Uh, Pull up, have a good time, hang out with us this weekend, take some pictures, have a drink. Um, it's going down, H-Time, you know what I'm talking about? And uh, we appreciate y'all kicking it with us this week. We're going to have a whole bunch of cool stuff. Me and Raj move and, and C-A-P-A-K Lowe's going to get into some stuff this weekend. Produce a whole bunch of new content, really brainstorm some good ideas to give y'all some new stuff with the podcast. So really, 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 really be on the lookout for that. Raj, you got anything to say before you get on this plane? Man, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's good enough. I'm with that. (laughs) We'll holler at y'all later.